Hey guys, it's your host, your boy, George Mackay. Today's episode was brought to you by our official sponsor, Ray Bernardo of Road Sport Chrysler. This man has been in the auto business for 25 years. Everyone that has gone to see him has saved money on every single car deal that he's made. But more than ever now, in these uncertain times, he's doing more than that. If you've got lease and financing options that are too high, give him a call. If you've got auto repairs that you just can't afford, give him a call. Ray's reaching out to give back, and he's doing that because of 25 years of experience. So be sure to give Ray and his team a call, 888-656-3013. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. Road Sport, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Don't overpay, buy from Ray. Now the official sponsor of Straight Talk Wrestling. What's going on, guys? Your host, your boy, George McKay, back in studio again today, pre-recorded as I always do, doing these COVID-19 times. And I got a special one today. I got somebody you've seen in a lot of places recently. He's been featured on AEW Dark. He's been featured on New Japan Pro. He's been wrestling all over the world, but now he's taking the world by storm. Please help me welcome to Straight Talk Wrestling from Brooklyn, New York, Danny Limelight. What's happening is Danny Limelight, and I'm here on Straight Talk Wrestling. Man, it feels good. Thank you for that introduction, man. You made me sound like a superstar just now. Well, you are. I mean, you're a superstar definitely in the making. But a lot of people, your story is incredible. In doing the research that I did, I always try to pride myself on doing the research, but the internet is never factual. But I did find one kind of clip of you from uh, United Wrestling Network. It was called The Push. It's where you kind of laid out everything, laid out your humble upbringing from Mm -hmm. Brooklyn, New York, raised by, you know, middle-class Puerto Rican family, Puerto Rican descent for sure. And you always rep Puerto Rico with pride. And that's a huge thing. Like anybody that's going to rep their hometown. Me, if I was a wrestler, I'd rep Canada all day long. But Kevin Owens does that for me. So I don't really need to do much. There you go. There you go. Yeah. But I I loved everything you talked about in that that promo. And I want to get into that first off. So you talked about, I mean, right out the gate, I think you were 17 or 18. You joined the Marine Corps and you were there for 10 years. You defended this country with honor, pride, and respect. You worked your way up the ranks. You made over 350 Marines. They had to go through you. They had to show and prove through you in order to make it to be a Marine. And that's not an easy thing to do. And today's the Marine Corps' birthday, you know what I'm saying? As we're recording this, I'm getting fired up already. I'm ready to go scream and do some push-ups and run 17 miles is what I'm about to do today. Well, I just got my new Xbox delivered, so after I'm done with you, I'm going to go oh, play. My roommate, my roommate, he's waiting on his Xbox. Look at you. I'm so jealous. I'm waiting for, See, I got the PS5, so I got to wait till Thursday. That's okay. We right. forgive, we forgive you. We forgive you for getting a PS5. It's okay. It's okay. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> but, correct. I joined the Marine Corps. I was 17. I signed up. Over 350 Marines that I made as a Marine Corps drone instructor, and, and I got out as the rank of staff sergeant. Wow. And that's incredible. And also not only you and I share something else special in common. I'm a girl dad to two beautiful daughters, an 11 year old and a four year old girl dads right there. Hey, girl dads, man. It's not an easy gig to raise a a beautiful woman in this world. But if a man can do that, it's a special thing. It is an absolutely special thing. It's I don't care what anybody says. Being a girl dad is the best experience I ever had in my life. No lie. I I, I literally love it. I I want a son someday. He's probably not going to be as cool as my daughter. So, you know, <laughs> I've seen the stuff, the videos with your daughter and stuff. She is definitely a precious little angel, much like mine is my 11 year old now is hitting that tween stage. Yep. So she's uh, she's kind of got the attitude and the snappiness, but mm-hmm. I let it slide because I have the attitude and the snappiness. So you can't really discipline somebody when they're pretty much yeah. you. Yeah. They're getting it from you. Yeah, exactly. That's what's it's hard. It's hard to do that. 
It's hard to do that. It really is. Especially your daughter. If she sits there and she starts barking orders at you, you're going to sit there and go, damn, I have no choice. Yeah. Her mom, her mom will call me and be like, Hey, like your, your, your child is acting up again. <laughs> like, okay. I love it when it's, when they're in trouble, it's all of a sudden sure. just your child. Yeah, yeah. Like you had your, your mom, her mom had nothing to do with it. It was all yeah, you. To her, to her mom's defense. She is like a really, really good girl, like a good yeah. woman. So when the bad shit happens, it's probably from my radioactive genes. You know what I'm saying? Probably. <laughs> Probably. So, but that promo, it felt so heartfelt. It felt so, it was so truthful, everything. And then also you were stuck, man. I want to get into that. But talk to me about that. Like when you sit down and you do a promo for a new promotion that you're working with to try to get yourself out there to show people who you are. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like there's any, like Danny Limelight and Danny, Daniel Rivera are pretty much the same person, just a little bit turned up as every wrestling character is. Right. But when you did that promo, it felt like you really did have something that you wanted to show and prove to everybody. Can we talk about that promo first off? Yeah, I just wanted to show everybody how authentic I am, like how how real I am. I I'm, I'm not a fan of the fake stuff. I'm not a fan of the, you know, the 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 fake it till you make it. I'm not a fan of you know, playing the politic game to get where you want to be. And for me, you know, one thing that I pride myself in is that since I started wrestling, so now I've been authentic. I've been genuine. I've been real. I've been true to who I am. You know, and that's just you know, a Puerto Rican kid from New York. Yes, my backstory, I, I, I served in the Marine Corps for 10 years. I'm a father on top of that. You know, I do the acting and the stunts. Like, but I, everything that I do, I, I put 100% into it so that I can be the best at what I'm doing. So whether it's being a father or if it's being, you know, you know, shooting a fight scene in a film or if I'm, if I'm, you know, when I was in the Marine Corps, you know, we talked about making 350 Marines. Before that, I had to go through drone instructor school. Before that, I had to reach the top 10% of the Marine Corps. And I did all that. And I was the number one graduate from drone instructor school. And so with this wrestling stuff, like when I first started, I knew I wanted to be great. Like, no, I don't do anything just to do it. I'm not the person that's ever just happy to be there. You know, like I want to get to the top. Um, and in that promo, I want, I didn't want to come across cartoonish. I didn't want to come across, you know, um, eccentric. I wanted to speak true from the heart and tell everybody who I am. Cause there are a lot of people who didn't know who I was, but I wanted them to see who I am, all sides of me, where I'm coming from, how, how I was raised, how I was brought up to get to where I'm at, where I'm at today. Cause it has been a journey. You know, I started in 2014, but I took a two year break as a drone instructor. So I've really only been wrestling for four strong years, you know, and, and I'm just now this last year, obviously this has been my breakout year, but it didn't really start clicking until 2019. And, and in that promo, like I just, I just was sitting there thinking of everything that I've done in life period to where I'm at in the ring today. And I knew that when I went into, when I came into 2020, I had a 2020 vision. And this, this promo I think was done right before the pandemic hit. And, 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 you know, it was, I was sitting there thinking about everything that I envisioned for myself and I wasn't there yet, you know? Uh, and so when I was talking, I just wanted to manifest what I wanted and I wanted to really just let everybody know who I am. And then things just started rocking and rolling once the quarantine hit. That's, that's pretty incredible that even with the pandemic going on, you were able to make the moves that you're able to make. You were able to show and prove who you are. And right. you're, you're a sign of, even in these uncertain times, when everything's going on with the world and we don't know where we are, you are making the most of what's available to you. You've been yeah. given opportunities. You've earned those opportunities. Let's not sugarcoat it. It's not like Cody Rhodes called you and said, hey, man, I like what you did here. So let's just, I'm going to bring you out. No, you had to show and prove yeah. and earn that. And, right. But when you got that spot, like, even though, I mean, the, let's talk about AEW for a second. Even though the dark appearance did not go your way, you, you and Casey Navarro did not get the win. You had some high spots in that. That fly knee, the Luchasaurus face, mask or not, 
I know that motherfucker felt it when he took that mask off backstage. I know he felt that shit because I felt. You didn't I was at home. My face was like, "Damn!" You didn't, the, you didn't see the first match? No, I only saw that one. I did not see the first. I'm, one. I'm gonna see the. I'm gonna send you the link after um, we get off of this. But my first match was the week before. It was me and Jersey Muscle versus all three of Luke Shakes, Luke, uh, Jurassic Express. Oh shit! And, and that match, in my opinion, was the Danny Limelight show. And, and and I'm gonna send it to you so you can check that shit out too. Absolutely. I, I, I try to keep on as dark as, as much as possible, but it's so hard. There's just yeah, so many options nowadays. As a, I mean, when we were kids, let's be honest, when you and I were kids and we were watching wrestling, to go back, it was just Monday Night Raw, <laughs> WCW. That's all we had. We didn't have all the right. options we have now. You got AEW Dark. You got this. You got New Japan. You got Monday Night Raw, SmackDown. You got Dynamite on Wednesdays. You got NXT on Wednesdays. Like My whole okay. week is booked. Yeah, new fans and like, yeah, you're. <laughs> I, I I trust me. I, I feel you. I feel you on how much wrestling is happening. I love it though. It's it's a great time to be you know uh, a wrestler with everything that we have going on. I just sent you that link to your DMs, but you know if you look at it Monday, you're right. You got Raw. Tuesday, you got Impact. You got AW Dark. You got Primetime Live now. Wednesdays, you got Dynamite, NXT. Thursdays. You know, um, I don't know if anything's really happening on Thursdays. No, I think we all get a one one day break. One day break, yeah. And then Fridays, you got SmackDown. You got, of course, New Japan, Pro Wrestling Strong. And then Saturday's Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. There's so much wrestling. When I, I listed off all those companies. And essentially, I'm on TV with Primetime Live, AEW, Dark, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and New Japan Strong. Um, and so, you know, if I could just, you know, I've done the impact before. And I had a great time there wrestling. I had, I think, my debut match in 2019, part of the X Division for the X Division Championship. And, and you know, now the only two companies I'm missing are Ring of Honor and WWE. Those only two companies I haven't wrestled for. You well, know? you know what? I, I actually just sat down with Shane Taylor from Ring of Honor last night. Dude, and so he's, a, he's a beast of a human being. And he's somebody that, in my head, when I was thinking, I was like, once I finished that interview, I'm like, great dude, awesome person. Not I had to get ready and I had to just tighten up the research for you. And I'm yeah. sitting there and I'm watching one of the matches I want to talk about right now is a match between you and Sammy Guevara for the fifth <laughs> combat championship. You, this was in May 2nd, 2019. And that yeah. match was literally 20 minutes of some of the fastest wrestling I have ever seen. And yeah. two very cocky individuals that spent the first minute Jack John to each other <laughs> before I believe you threw the first punch. And no, by the kicked, end of it all, by the end of it all, my face. <laughs> He did kick you in your face. That's right. But you you got right back up because you are the radioactive spider and you went literally ape shit on him. If you had webs flying out of you, you would have spun him in the corner. But you ended up winning with that insane bulldog DDT off the top rope. Yeah. That's how you put him down. Yeah. And by the end of that match, you both looked exhausted. But I could see, and this is what I love about wrestling, I could see that there was just that you kind of looked over when you were on the top rope. You had the belt right there. You were just showing everybody I'm still here. I still want it. And he kind of looked over and you guys did that. He was kind of rubbing his jaw and you guys did that whole Walt Disney slow nod. Like, all right, kid, I see you. And you do were like, all right, kid, I see you. Cause you're well, both fucking young as shit. Okay. I'm older than both y'all show a little bit of respect. <laughs> and, and, yeah. Okay. First of all, Sammy Guevara, that's my fucking boy. Like I love that dude. Um, we were supposed to, okay. So we were supposed to wrestle in San Diego for Baja stars for the, like before, before that match happened, um, it ended up not happening because Triple A didn't let him go. They had some Triple H had a tri- uh, Triple H. Triple A. It's all good. 
Triple A had another show that same day running. He at the time he was one of the CMML champions or Triple A champions or something. I can't remember, but he wasn't able to go. And he like hit me up and he was like, "Yo, bro, like I'm gonna make it up to you. Like we'll, we'll have this match again." So 2019 comes around, which was like I think it was like five months after I was supposed to originally wrestle him, and uh, they they make the match happen. You know, at a different company. And he hits me up. He's like, it's going to happen, bro. Yada, yada, yada. He had just got, he had just, like, right before he had just signed with AEW. Like, he was already in talks with AEW at the time. And, um, yeah, he came. And that night was, it was, like, limelight appreciation. Like, because I was the champion for however many days. I was fucking, they had, like, this big poster of me. Like, and, and like because I, I used to do modeling as well as the acting. I was, like, all modeling and stuff like that. It was, like, this real <laughs> shitty shit. Like, <laughs> real shitty show and like i'm like talking shit they presented me with that new championship that night it was an older championship i got the new championship that night you know and i'm talking shit on, on in the ring and sammy Guevara comes through the door he, he arrived late to the show he was in the middle of a vlog and so he's doing his vlog and then he's like pointed at me and then we just start the shit talking there in his vlog um and then afterwards you know he uh he um we go to the back and, and then the match happens and I love that match. It was our first time wrestling. Um, it was so much fun. And, and I think I think that night, my mom was there that night. It was the first time she ever watched me wrestle live. So I think I had that going for me. Um, I was I, I did feel very confident because I knew how good Sammy was. And and I think now I'm way better than I was in the ring then. But I knew at that time I was like, I was like, I can fucking do this shit. I can fucking go ham with this dude like right now and and and, and have a really, really good time. And, and it happened. And, and then, you know, I, I didn't see Sammy again until I went to Rhode Island. And uh, I went to Rhode Island and, you know, we did the whole vlog there. And then now this past time at AEW, you know, seeing my boy again and, you know, hopping in his vlog for a little quick cameo and just, and just he's a good dude, man. He's, he, he's, I feel like he's one of those guys because the way he carries himself, he may rub people the wrong way, but I love that dude. And, and he's super talented. And I love, I love all the success that's like happening for him right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't, he doesn't rub me the wrong way. In fact, I, I think when, you, when you're confident in your abilities and you're confident in your swagger, much like yourself, there's nothing wrong with that. Confidence shines through. And whether you love somebody or hate him, you can look at him and say, that dude can do it. I mean, one of my favorite matches from Full Gear that just happened last weekend was the Ultimate Deletion match. When him and Matt Hardy were shooting rockets, at e shooting fireworks at each other, that was just TV gold. And he took a lot of fireworks in the back. I'm kind of interested to see what the hell his back looks like because I'm pretty sure Matt Hardy hit him a few times. I really am. I really am. It, it was it was good, man. It, and Matt, that's, you know, Matt Hardy's brain for wrestling is, is different than a lot of people's. But I like I like how Sammy Guevara was able to you know have that kind of a match. I think that's like his third pre-tape like cinematic style match. I think he has the most right now at AEW. So it's pretty dope that he's able to do that. Yeah, and it shows it shows how he can carry himself. He can go he can go comedic, he can go serious, and he can go you know aggressive like he did with with MJF. Like I mean, there's there's a lot of of, of layers to a, a Sammy Guevara, much like yourself. There's a lot of layers to you. I've seen you have some. I've watched your stuff, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. That's amazing. The most recent match I saw you in was last weekend. Uh, was you and Chase o, Chase Owens uh, for New Japan Showdown. Now, unfortunately, that match did not go your way again, but it was it was a fantastic match and to see how how well you can mesh with different styles because you're a high flyer you have speed chase owens has speed as well but he's more of a ground and pound if he gets you in a corner he's going to yeah. get you and it's going to hurt but yeah. 
And you two matched up so well. So let's talk New Japan for a second. Let's talk about that match. How was it like to be in the ring with, with a guy like Chase Owens, who, much like yourself, has had one hell of a year? I, I really just want to thank Rocky Romero first. He was definitely the guy that, that brought me out for the New Japan tryout of in um, October of 2019, so last year, around this time. He brought me out for the tryout, and then, you know, I ended up separating my shoulder like two months after that, and I thought I was going to be out for a while. But I'm radioactive, so I came back into the ring one month after I separated my shoulder. Um, funny story was I got hit by a car, and it kind of set my shit back in. Holy shit. Yeah, so it was a blessing in disguise. It's kind of like when Shawn Michaels takes a chair shot, and his eyes go from this to that. It's pretty cool like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so basically, you know, Rocky is the reason, you know, why that, that happened for me. Um, and so New Japan Strong, you know, when, when I made my debut against TJ Perkins, at Lions Break Collision, I told myself, like, this is my shot. I had Russell TJ before. I knew that I could have a good match with him. I knew I could showcase my talent. And and then now I've been on the show almost every week. I've been a consistent face on New Japan Strong, and it feels good to have that kind of a spot there. And now wrestling somebody like Chase Owens from Bullet Club. It was my first time in the ring with somebody from Bullet Club. It was my first time in the ring with Chase Owens. And when I saw that that's who I was wrestling, I was like, Okay, this is another opportunity for me to show people how good I am. You know, people that are still sleeping on me or people that are still, you know, doubting me or can this kid keep, can he keep the steam rolling? You know, because some people get hot, you know what I'm saying? But it's not about getting hot, it's about staying hot. And I think that when I get matches like this with, you know, with TJ Perkins, Chase Owens, wrestling Rocky Romero, you know, matches on AEW Dark, these are the opportunities that I have to show people that this, this year, this isn't like a, 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 a Cinderella year. This is my breakout year. This is me coming into my own and really getting my name out there so that when stuff really starts happening, because I feel like there's still so much more coming to me, nobody's going to be like, who is this guy? What? Who's Danny? Now they're, gonna, they, they're learning this year. And, and I just need to keep that drive, that drive going and, and wrestling somebody like Chase Owens. That New Japan locker room is full of talent. The New Japan is strong. That weekly Friday show, if people aren't watching it, they're missing the best hour of wrestling. You got guys like Chase Owens. You got Kenta. You got Jay White. You got freaking Jeff Cobb, Rocky Romero, Juice Robinson's on there. PJ Black, Fred Ross. I could keep going. Alex Zane, Blake Christian, Leo Rush, Chris Bay making his debut at the Super J Cup. There's so much talent in this locker room, and I'm so happy to be a part of it, man. Absolutely, and and you you fit into that locker room so well. And there's so many dream matches running through my head. But if I did that, you're gonna miss your next interview because we're just gonna be going dream match after dream. <laughs> But well, if I have to pick my dream match right now from New Japan Strong, the person that I want to wrestle is, is Jay White. He's on my list. He's the one I want to wrestle right now from New Japan Strong. Because I've already wrestled Rocky. You know, I've wrestled Chase Owens. It, it, it's, 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 for me, a New Japan Strong, it's Jay White. Did you see the smile on my face when that happened? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I <laughs> you, you just, you basically, what you did, because this episode is going to drop in December. So what you did was give me an early Christmas gift. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that by the time this episode drops, that match will have come to fruition or there'll be a workings of that, a working up towards when, when, that. Is this, when is this dropping? This is going to drop second week of December. Okay, cool. So hopefully we can manifest, you know, something where, where it'll be happening soon then. Because... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send all my positive vibes towards you. I'm going to send it all. From Canada, the country <laughs> of positivity, I'm going to send it your way. <laughs> send it your way. So... With all, I want to talk your your stunt career for a while because I tried to research what you'd been in, and I found again the internet is not hundred percent factual. Yeah. But I know you've been in a lot of action movies. 
But um, can you list a couple that you were kind of really proud of or a couple where like the fight scenes were just phenomenal so I can go back and try to find those ones? Well, the first one that, that I would like for you to watch and everybody that's listening to check out is Speed of Time with John Morrison. John nice. Morrison's film. Um, so funny story, you know, first of all, I love John. Um, I, grew, I didn't grow up because I was already kind of older. But when I was just getting ready to stop watching wrestling, he was like really doing his thing with the ECW and, 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 you know, when he broke out of Eminem and just the stuff that he did in the ring, you know, the money in the bank matches with the moonsault with the ladders, just the dude was dope as fuck, you know? Um, so I was a fan of his, my sister, she preferred CM Punk. So we always had that beat me and my sister right there. But what I will say is that some people say, don't meet your heroes. Right. So I met John Morrison for the first time in a ring in, in LA. I was training. I, I went there to train a lot. And he went there to like talk movie stuff. The owner of the building did props and stuff like that for movies. And so they were doing that. And then of course, John was in the ring working stuff. So he came in the ring when I was in there and we kind of locked up and we started just, you know, going, you know? Um, and, you know, we got to talking and stuff like that. I told him like, hey man, like, you know, I, I used to watch you. Obviously I like the stuff that you did. You know, if you look at my style, it's very much kind of similar with the, with the innovation, the parkour stuff that he does, I do parkour. So I try to make my stuff seem different and unique, like his stuff. Um, and we were talking, I told him that I do stunts. And he told me that he was getting ready for a movie he was shooting, that he needed somebody to help him come up with the pre-visuals for the fights and the scenes. So all that is, is he needs somebody to come out and, and basically help him come up with some ideas and take some bumps for camera so that they could show the director and show everybody so that they could get a stunt team to do that stuff. Well, it ended up going so well that I ended up getting flown out to be in the movie to do all the stuff that I helped him come up with. And so, you know, John and his crew and the people, man, they took real good care of me. Um, I think that's when my relationship with John really got tight. And now I still, to this day, I still train with him. We, we meet in the ring, you know, me, him, you know, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, like we all train, Super Panda, we all train together and we just come up with new combos and new moves and things like that. And, I, and so... If anybody's listening that they haven't seen Speed of Time, it's about this 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 kid that gets stem cells, you know, turns into this big, strong kind of a man like John Morrison, and and, and you know they he he's he's basically traveling time to fight the time Borgs, and it's a it's an action comedy. It's a short film. It, it did amazing in film festivals. Um, it's about 15 minute runtime. Just check it out. Uh, I do all the stunts for the time Borgs, so I'm, you'll see me getting blown up and shot up and my ass kicked by John, I fall down some stairs, I, you know, I get evaporated, and, and there's a whole bunch of shit like that, and it's fun, it has Sean Marquette in it as well, um, and uh, so that's one of them, um, another film that I did, it's called TNT, it's about a boxing, uh, assist, uh, excuse me, a female that boxes, um, I play her older brother who's training her, and she's getting ready for a fight, and there's like some, some ties to the mafia involved like that, and it's about family. It's another short film. Um, so it was cool. I actually wrote and produced that one. Um, and then now right now in post-production, I got um, a film right now called Joe Riv. It's about a, a ex-Special Forces who was this uh, who was called KIA. They, 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 they said he was killed in action because he was in a top secret mission. Basically, he couldn't come back to his family is what happened. Um, the movie picks up after that happens. Um, and his sister is murdered in a club by some some gangs. And so Joe Riv comes back from the dead to avenge his sister's death. Um, the thing about this film is 
is very much inspired by John Wick. Um, myself and Ke me and Keanu Reeves, we have the same birthday. I've been a huge Keanu Reeves fan my whole life. And my, the first rated R movie I ever saw in the theaters was The Matrix. So um, I, I love the John Wick fight sequence. I love that it's all, you know, very much knife play, gun play, really, really ju judo, jujitsu style. Um, so this film, you know, it, it, it's about, you know, instead of coming back to avenge my dog's death, I'm coming back to avenge my sister's death. Um, I had a fiance when I was alive who thought I've been dead for three years. So now she sees me alive because when I come back for revenge, she just so happens to finally be having a night out at the club. She runs into Joe Riv. Um, it's a nonstop, nonstop actions, I, fights. I got freaking two on one fights, four on one fights, one on one fights, three on one. Like, it's just, I'm just going, going, going. Um, really good acting by, by uh, Lauren Mendez. She plays my fiance. Um, really good acting by Dan Masterson's and Nathan Peoples. They play the two dudes that killed my, my sister. They're the sons of the big boss in the town. Um, really, really fun time. I had a lot of people show up for that one. Um, you know, my, my roommate PJ, he did the background music for the film. My cousin, he did the, the, the soundtrack for the film. Um, and and it's, it's awesome. It's, it's currently in post-production. We're almost done with it. It's gonna be going to film festivals and then it'll be pushed onto Amazon for everybody else to view. Well. When it goes when it goes to Amazon or even before then, if you want, drop your boy a link and I will share it all over my pages. We're gonna get that, we're gonna get that that thing thousands and thousands of views. Because it sounds so every the whole time you were telling the story, my eyes were going wide. I was like, Yeah, no, nah, yeah, it's tight, man. I'm really proud of myself with this one. Even my my you know, it's a really good story. Um, I, it's a short film as well, probably gonna run about 15 minutes, hopefully. Um, and I, I really like at the time I was I was in acting school, so I feel like I had sharpened up my uh my acting abilities, but the fucking stunts and the fights and the, I came up with all the the stunts for the film. All the fight scenes, I came up with, I coordinated all that shit. And you'll see as a wrestling fan, some of it is very much, I'm not out here doing Hurricane Rana's, I'm not doing nothing like that. But the psychology of the fights is very much, I put myself in, okay, if I'm in a two-on-one handicap match, what would I be doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, like things like that. And so, you know, there's glass bottles, there's gunshots, there's knives, there's it's dope as fuck. You know, it's directed by my buddy Miko Sad. He, he's an amazing uh, Egyptian, uh, America, uh, excuse me, Egyptian actor, uh, filmmaker um, who spent a lot of time in London. He's done a lot of projects, man. Um, he came and directed it. The stunt coordinator um, was myself, but I did have a lot of help from uh, this legendary stunt stunt man, Nick Herms. He's done a lot of stuff with Transformers. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. He's has like, I think if you go on IMDb, you look up Nick Herms. He has like over hundred credits of films that he's done stunts in and stuff like that. And he came out to make sure that, you know, everything that I was doing was correct. And he gave me some good work with the camera, making sure the cameraman was getting the right shots. And I'm super thankful to him. He actually owns a sandwich spot in LA. So if you go to LA sandwich, you just look up LA sandwich and Melrose. Um, he's a nice little spot, really, really good sandwiches. So that's, that's the plug for my boy, Nick Herms. Thank you so much for what you did for me in the film. Um, and I'm just, man, I'm really excited for that movie to come out because I think that the story in it is about family. You know, um, it's, it has ties to my military background. It has ties to, you know, my love life and things like that. And, and it's super dope. I think people are going to enjoy it. Yeah, it sounds like it's got a, it's got a, a metaphor for a credo for your life, right? Family, yeah. freedom, your country, yep. and, um, you know, justice. Kind of all rolled into one. 
all rolled into one, Papa. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. That's awesome. So another match of yours I want to talk about is another one of my favorites. And um, this is an Ironman match with you and Rocket Boy Wilson from back in March of yeah. 2019. This was, you won three out of two falls. So you won just with like a minute 45 left. And it was insane. And again, the best part was when you won and the bell rang, you looked at the camera and you smiled and you did one of these on the, you're on the ground. You did one of these and you said, happy year of the spider bitches. I laughed my ass <laughs> off when I heard that. I'm like, oh, that's gold. That's gold. What a lot of people don't know about that match is I tore my LCL at the 16 minute mark of that no match. No way. I tore my LCL. I'm going to have to go back and watch. So the 16 minute mark exactly or just a little bit after? <laughs> like, a, like a little bit after the 16 Basically, he does like a drop. He does like a drop kick or something. He does something off the top rope. Um, and I'm not, and I don't want to break kayfabe, but it, it wasn't supposed to go like that. You know, like it, like like it just wasn't supposed. That was not supposed to happen. And he hits me, and I was not ready for. I just it's just you know. And he hit me, and my leg went this way, and all I heard was a snap. And if you look, you'll, if you'll go back, you'll be able to see it. Cause I get like hit in the back and my body jerks a real, a weird way. And you'll see my, how angry I get. And you, I, I end up taking my, my knee pad and stuff down. And I, I like, I release all this and you see me looking at the camera and like, I'm talking shit. The shit that I'm saying, I'm so real about it. And I'm like, this is why I'm the fucking champion. Cause that kid, man, he was talking so much shit about why, oh, I don't deserve to be champion. I don't deserve this. I'm not ready for that. I don't even think he wrestles anymore, you know, but he, and, and I just was so like fucking fired up. And I was like, I ended up going to the fucking um, ER the next, the next morning. And um, I had to get a fucking, they did an x-ray scan first. I'm like, it's not going to fucking show if anything's torn, you know? And then they ended up doing a, a MRI and I was like, yeah, you tore your LCL. And I still finished the match. I think I, maybe it was like the last 10 minutes. Maybe it was a a 30 minute match. I think Yeah, it was a 30 minute Ironman match. And you guys, you guys literally tore the house down and it's a shame that he's not wrestling anymore because you guys had some definite chemistry as much as there was a lot of shit talk in there. Yeah. You guys had some definite in-ring chemistry. It was good. And, 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 and it it was definitely, um, one of, one of the matches that like I had never done an Ironman match before I had never done, you know, I don't think I've ever wrestled 30 minutes before. Um, so when the injury had happened, I was like, like in my head, I'm like, nah, fuck that. Like, I'm gonna make this shit work, you know. Um, damn, that was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. I just- ended up, you know, just fucking wrapping my leg. I never even put a cast on it. I never, I never got crutches. I just like wrapped the shit and was back in the ring wrestling like right after that. Oh, that's the marine. That's the marine in you, right? You got to keep going. You can't yeah. slow down. You can't stop the train because if you stop the train and slow down, all the work that you've done. Yep. goes right back and you don't want to do that you don't want to do that for your family you don't want to do that for your career and uh like i gotta ask for a personal question though when you're yep. on tv and your daughter sees you on tv like when she sees you on AEW, <laughs> what is what is her reaction like i, I from one girl dad to another because every time my kids see me and they see some of the amazing athletes that i've been able to sit down and have given me the time and yep. i thank all my guests and my daughter's always like dad that's so cool and even my uh my 11 year old she does a little clip for our youtube page called five questions with the mini host so okay. If you have some time, we'd love to get you on that as well. We'll have to set something up for that later on. But what is, what is, you know, little limelight's reactions? So I, I call, I call her Lisey Limelight. And um, she, uh, it used to be baby limelight when she was little. Now she's Lisey Limelight. She loves it, man. She loves, she hates seeing me get beaten. She hates seeing me get beat up. 
So um, I won a, I won a championship this weekend. I'm not gonna say where, what company, nothing like that, because it's pre-tape. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think by the time this airs, it would be out anyways, though. So, anyways, I went to go see her, um, and I brought the championship for her. She's like, put it on. She's like taking like like promo photos with it, and then she's like, let's wrestle for the belt, Dad. So we're like having wrestling matches for the belt. Um, so now, like you know, she, fortunately she's been there, and she's seen me get injured before. She's seen me get hurt. Um, she sees when I, when I, you know, when I split my head, she's seen the staples, you know, when I separated my shoulder in the Mac, she's, she was, you know, so she knows that I get hurt. So she hates to see that part. So I try to let her only watch the ones that I know that are safe or where I, you know, where I, where I come out victorious, but she did watch AEW dark. She liked it. She had fun with it. She liked Marco's stunt. She thought he was funny. Um, and she's just, she just loves it, man. And she's been watching me wrestle since she was, four or five well i made my debut she was six months old when i made my debut so she's and her mom will bring her to the show so she's been around it for so long she loves it she was there when i won my first championship um and that's my little girl man she loves wrestling so right on and that's and that's because we're good fathers we yes. show them we show them a sport where men and women are created 100 percent equal yes now that's i never show my kids anything back in the attitude era because that was all a joke towards women yes. but now yeah she doesn't see that stuff either she watch you know her favorite. She likes she likes Lacey Evans, and she likes she liked um, she liked Becky Lynch, but Becky's not wrestling right now. So Lacey Evans is her favorite right now, and she likes Sasha Banks. What is it with my daughter is obsessed with Sasha Banks? I don't know if it's you know what it is. It's because Sasha Banks does all these hair colors, and if I ever meet Sasha Banks, I'm gonna tell her, listen, you gotta just stick with one color because my fucking kid wants her hair to be a rainbow, okay? And I can't have that shit right now. I can't. So you got to like, just go back to your natural brown hair. You look good. Think, you don't I need think, to go I purple and pink. My daughter likes to do the, the <laughs> shit that she does. I think, I think it's the attitude that my daughter, the sassiness that Sasha Banks had that my daughter loves. Yeah. I, I think that's what it is. I think sassiness gravitates towards sassiness. So both, yes. since both of our daughters have nothing but attitudes because they get it from us. Yes. They gravitate towards the, um, the superstars that defy and challenge the authority. Authority, yep. And there's nothing we can do about it because you know I gotta ask you this question because I have a a, a picture in my head of when my uh, the eventuality happens, Danny, that our, our children will start dating. And I want to reenact the scene from Bad Boys too. I have a lot of personal friends, and I, I want to do that scene. I want to make a kid shit his pants. I yeah. that's the goal, and then I'll at stop. At least thirty. <laughs> at least thirty. Shit, you at least thirty. You ever had sex with a man? No, you want to? <laughs> like, you know, I want to scare the crap out of somebody. But what, like, when when Lisey Limelight starts dating, what is, I mean, you got to have some fun with it. That's that's the joy of being a girl dad, is that now was, you get to have your fun. I was just watching, Um, I I, I just showed her the Goofy movie for the first time. This nice. Week. And so there's a scene where Max comes to knock on the girl's door, and the big dad, he's like a bulldog, he's like, like all angry she's like dad relax it's my friend max from school and he like pats her in the head smiling then he looks at max and he's like <laughs> and so i'm like watching it and i'm recording this part because i remember the scene in the movie and i recorded it and then i look at her and i'm like that's gonna be me and she goes and like gave me like <laughs> like she smiled and then she turned and gave me this disgusting if you if anybody goes like to like my facebook i saw it on your facebook i laughed my yeah. ass off that like she like Oh my God, like that's her. And that's going to be me. You know, I'm, I'm going to be that protective dad, but also I'm going to trust my daughter. You know, um, I, I've never really been too strict. Maybe it's because she's still young. I'm sure when she gets older and the boys come around, but she'll be very well informed. 
you know, because her dad was like king fuckboy back in the day. So like I know all the games. So she'll be very, very well educated on, on the dating game, whether she likes, you know, men or women, whatever she chooses to date. Um, just making sure that, you know, no one hurts my daughter. That's Absolutely. I'm that's that's all it's about. At the end of the day, find your happiness, find somebody who's going to treat you with respect and I will welcome them in my family. Find somebody who's going to treat you like dirt and I will go to jail. Yes. Try somebody, find somebody who treats you like dirt and they'll put them in the dirt. <laughs> exactly. That's it. I always have a shovel in my trunk just for those odd occasions. Just, just, where I just in case. Anything. You never know. You know, yeah. You got to handle people. You got to <laughs> handle people for sure. And Danny, my final question, because this is a question that I think the whole world wants to know, and maybe you've been asked on the other podcasts. I, I try not to look at any other interviews anybody's done because I want mine to be all original. Yeah, no but um, with so much happening with you and the potential that is there and all the doorways that you now have kicked through, where does Danny Limelight land in 2021? I have an opinion of where I would like to see you full time. And if you want, I'll share my opinion. Yeah, let's start with that. All right. So my opinion for you is 150% just because the roster is not as oversaturated as other organizations. I think you fit great and perfect and you have a chance to strive and achieve amazing goals and amazing matches in New Japan. I really feel like that's a staple where you should be. And I feel like you fit so well into the mold. And like I said, there's so many dream matches running through my head and you already listed mine and your opponent is already there. So that's, that's kind of a win-win for me, but where does Danny Limelight feel he needs to plant his flag? Um, I love New Japan. Um, they were the first major company that gave me a chance. They will be the first company that I would like to see something official slide across my desk. Um, I do think that I fit in well there. I do think that I can, can have amazing matches with guys like Jay White, Will Ospreay, Abushi you know, Rocky Romero. I have been doing such amazing things there. And so I, I wouldn't mind it, you know, but then I look over at AEW and I think of the possibilities, you know, my my dream match, you know, outside of the match with Jay White is a one-on-one -on -one with Ray Phoenix. And that's one of my really good friends, you know. But I look at AEW and I think, you know, I could see myself with Santana and Ortiz, you know, like I could see us doing the Puerto Rican, you know, thing there. Um, I could see myself having another match with Sammy Guevara and having matches with, you know, Jungle Boy and, and all the people over there, you know. Um, and if something was to slide across my desk there, and then that's something I would love to entertain too. I can do amazing at the Impact X Division. You know, I feel like I would be great there with guys like Trey Miguel, Chris Bay, um, Ace Austin, you know, like those are those are some amazing matchups alone right there. Um, and other companies, you know, I've never had any talks with WWE, so, you know, I wouldn't say no either. I'm, I'm somebody who don't, I don't close any doors. You know, I don't say I want to be here and only here. I want to be where I belong, you know, and I feel like what's for me can be taken from me. If I'm supposed to be there, I'm going to end up there. Um, right now, I'm really just enjoying this process. I had a 2020 vision. I think that I surpassed what I envisioned. Um, and, you know, I am going back to Florida this month. Well, this is pre-recorded, so by the time this airs, I would have already went back to Florida. Um, and so we'll see what happens when, I, when that comes. Maybe when the, by the time this airs, there'll be a big flyer on social media that says Danny Limelight is all elite. I don't know, you know, but what, what I will say is that wherever I end up is going to be what's best for me and where I know that I can be an asset to that company. Um, 
I'm super thankful to everybody. I'm super thankful to David Marquez, you know, because he's the guy that really took me under the wing and, and got me on TV and gave me the opportunity to run with it. I've been part of United Wrestling Network for five years and, and you know, being on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and Primetime Live right now is doing amazing things for my career. Um, and and Mar Marquez is somebody that, you know, he introduced me to Rocky, you know, he, he put my foot in the door there for New Japan. So whether it be New Japan or AEW or another company, you know, I'm going to go where I believe that I would be, I'd be able to spread my wings at and, I, and I'd be able to do, do my best work at. Um, I know that the, 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 as long as the outcome is income and I'm able to create a legacy and, and make my daughter proud and, you know, really put on for Puerto Ricans, you know, that's important to me as well. I'll be fine. You know, I'm somebody that I can adapt and overcome and, 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 and I can blossom where I'm planted. So is it, whether, like I said, whether it's New Japan or it's AEW or another company, man, I'm going to be okay. I think that I'll be good. Um, I'm excited to see what happens just as you are, you know, I don't, I don't know yet. Um, I'm just really just like enjoying this whole process right now, man. And, and it's crazy because you're, you're asking me where do I want to end up? And a year ago, people weren't asking me that question, you know? So it, it just feels good. And I'm really just taking it all in and I'm taking it day by day. I'm not trying to be that guy that just signs to say he signed, you know? So we'll see, you know, hopefully, you know, by next year, I believe will be the year where I, you know, put, I signed my name on, on a piece of paper for sure. I feel like it. Um, maybe it'll happen before the year's over. Who knows? You know? Absolutely. And I think that's the, the greatest answer. I think all those places you listed, you could be an asset to any one of those. All I know is this, and it's going to be a kind of corny play on words, but I'm going to throw it out there. Wherever you go, the limelight will be shining. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, thank you so much for the time today. And I want to officially let you know that you are now and forever a member of the Straight Talk family. Anytime you want to come back on the show, it will be an absolute honor to have you. Okay. Give your daughter a hello for me and a high hello. five. And um, all the best to you in your future endeavors. And for anybody who has not followed you on the wonderful world of social media, where can they find you? I just want to thank you so much for bringing me on to Straight Talk. Um, this was a dope conversation. I felt like it flowed really smooth. And I'm a big fan of people that know how to run an interview. So thank you so much for that. Um, anybody that's not following me, mi gente, I'm not hard to find. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Danny Limelight. Go check out ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Danny Limelight for all my merchandise. I got some pretty dope shirts. Um, and just hit me up, man. Slide in the DMs if you got a podcast you want to do, if you got, you know, some kind of show you want to put me on. Um, I'm super down to interact with everybody. I'm not above anyone. And, and thank you so much for all the opportunities. Absolutely. And because I'm a glutton for self-promotion, you can find me on the wonderful world of social media at Straight Talk Wrestling on Facebook and on Instagram and at underscore Straight Talk on Twitter. So, Danny, I follow you across all social media platforms. You do me the same, then you'll be able to see the tags a lot quicker for when this episode drops. Got it, bro. I got you right now. I'm actually following you. I just got oh, Gracias. Thank you very much, my friend. Thank you you go enjoy the rest of your day. And don't forget to tell your daughter that uh, I'm a big fan of her dad. And, <laughs> and she should be she should be proud already because you have achieved some amazing successes. And again, you could quote me on that. The limelight's going to shine wherever the hell you end up. Thank you, brother. All right, buddy. You take care. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good night. Peace. Good day. <laughs> hey, guys. It's your host, your boy, George Mackay. Today's episode was brought to you by our official sponsor, Ray Bernardo of Road Sport Chrysler. This man has been in the auto business for 25 years. Everyone that has gone to see him has saved money on every single car deal that he's made. But more than ever now, in these uncertain times, he's doing more than that. 
If you've got lease and financing options that are too high, give them a call. If you've got auto repairs that you just can't afford, give them a call. Ray's reaching out to give back, and he's doing that because of 25 years of experience. So be sure to give Ray and his team a call, 888-656-3013. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. Road Sport, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Don't overpay. Buy from Ray. Now the official sponsor of Straight Talk Wrestling. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com. Oh.